Welcome back to season three. It's a debate. <laughs> For those of you who are new, we are seven friends from the illustrious Howard University. Especially during the pandemic, we found ourselves discussing various topics. And of course, with seven different voices and seven different opinions, we don't agree on all of those. We thought people would love to hear these discussions and these arguments, and we would love to hear them chime in. So here we are with It's a Debate podcast. On this show, we'll, two of us will go uh, at each other for and against a, a specific topic. And the kick is we may not agree on the topic that we're arguing. All right, y'all. So to introduce, today with us we have... Hey, everybody. It's Alana. Hey, guys. It's Alex. Hey, it's Lindsay. Paige. Teens Beans here. Hey, hey, it's Tiani. And I'm your host for today. It's Christy. We're starting off season three on discussing relationships all right so um as people say this is what cuffing season right anybody who's not booed up (laughs) trying to find they boo for the winter so we can all keep warm you know what i'm saying i heard pre-apps went out last week (laughs) and i got covid during preseason and then you know um starting rough already (laughs) it's all right two weeks you back so today, um, for our hot topic, we are going to discuss prenups. So once you find that boo, you get all cozy in the winter, y'all feeling each other, you know, we take the next step and get engaged. Marriage is on the menu. Prenups, do we sign them or do we not? What's everybody feeling? First of all, I just want to say, I feel like Christy jumped a couple steps between this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't give a time frame. You know, we older people, people have been dating. They know what they like. They know what they don't. You can move fast. (laughs) Christy went from cuffing season to wedding season. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, never know. (laughs) That's your blessing, okay? Goddamn. Um, But um, there's never, ignore that. Tenna, I saw you nodding. Oh, yeah. The answer is definitely we are getting prenups because all of us members here are above the age 30 except for one um page who has not quite hit 30 yet and so for me a prenup is not about a foreshadowing it's about wearing a helmet while riding a bike we love the ride baby but we want protection if we fall off And as a wife with a child and one on the way, I would even consider a post-nup. Okay, baby, on the way. (laughs) Hello? (laughs) I got cuffed. Um, (laughs) Was this recent? Was this recent? (laughs) I have considered a post-nup because the things I would want to put in there are like, we've set up a lifestyle for the kids and just wanted to maintain that. Like if John and I decide to do private school, you know, just how do we do that if we get divorced or college, right? Cause your children are 18 and no parent is obligated to pay for that. So it's just like, those are the types of things I want. I would want to take care of. John and I were both broke when we got married. So it's not really about that. It's more about the kids. That's it for me. I've never heard of a post map. I like that. Me neither. I have heard I of it. That's a thing. I just was it's, feeling it is, like it. It is. It is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> so for me, it's funny we have this discussion because from like college till now, I have one cousin in particular who's been saying he's going to get a prenup since I've been long enough for him to know what that is. Um, and I used to joke with him all the time, like, ain't nobody going to marry you with no damn prenup. Like, that's ridiculous. But now I'm older now and I'm wiser now and I know better. Um, for me, because marriage as an institution is such a legal obligation and is so heavily influenced by outside laws, especially depending on the state you're in, I feel like it makes perfect sense to get a legal document that protects you in the midst of this legal contract that you have entered with someone else. 
Um, so I am fully for prenups. Um, I also think that we hear the word prenup and we automatically think, you know, you can't handle my, none of my money when I we, we divorce or something. But I think there's a lot more that goes into a prenup other than, you know, where your money go. You know, there's a way more that. that so I have a question though, like when it comes to a prenup, I know that the extent of my knowledge is what I see on movies and people be talking about, you know what I mean? Or shows and stuff like that. So I've never looked into it and I've also not considered it. I'm not opposed to it or anything, but I just haven't, it hasn't been at the forefront of my mind. Um, Tenny, you made some good points, especially with kids being involved. Um, but technically, and I'm just playing devil's advocate, aren't married people technically, depending on the state that you live in, don't you already kind of have a prenup? You know what I mean? Like when y'all split and like the, when I'm saying prenup, I'm not using the literal sense as like the form that you fill out and you know, your lawyers are looking over and everything like that. I'm talking about depending on the state that you live in, the way you separate and get divorced, there are certain guidelines and certain laws that will protect certain things you know, certain assets, regardless of whether you have a prenup or not. I'm not saying that's like yes. a catch-all or anything like that, but are married I people think, technically already? I think that's, that's why I say it depends on the state, because again, from my understanding, that, that's not the only thing you're putting in a prenup, because like you said, you're talking about private schools. And so that's why I say as, a, as an entity, I can understand prenups. Now, maybe depending on your state, it's already set in place of what's going to happen with your money or your property or whatever the case is. So maybe you don't have to specify that as much. But if you live in a state like California, where it's pretty well known and think it's 50-50 no matter what, um, you can specify and maybe make that a little more specific about what somebody may or may not get. And that's what that's what it is. So there are rules to divorce. Um, it is unreasonably expensive. Not that I have been divorced, but I've watched people divorce. Um, there are rules. The question is, do you want your rules or do you want the state rules? Mm-hmm. And that's the long and the short of it. If you don't want your own rules, then don't have a prenup. If you want your own rules, then you're going to want that prenup or a postnup. And um, I'm for it. I have not a dime to my name, but I just feel like I like my rules as opposed to the state's rules because I know what I'm getting and I know what I'm going into. Um, and, And that's all it is. But there are rules to divorce. And it's either you use the state's rules, whatever state you're in, or you use your own rules, whatever you and whomever come up with. Mm-hmm. So, so to Alana's point, <clears throat> like, I feel like so many states, like, ensure a legal fair split. So it's like you have some protection to that level, but it's like, there are things that get split up that you don't even think about. So like as an educator, if you have a pension, did you know you would have to pay your partner out on your pension? Mm-hmm. Not your 401k, just your pension, because as a household unit, you like you would have both benefited on that pension in retirement. So it's just like, it's little things like that. It's like, you might be like, oh, I'm a teacher. I don't have anything. And it's like, no, you probably have like $100,000 in that pension and you're going to have to pay your partner out $50,000 in cash when you get divorced. So it's just like those things can get really messy. And we had a topic on going back to the kids thing, um, you know, uh, child, uh, what is that called? Child payments. Support. Child support. Right? Like, <laughs> this is so loud. <laughs> child support, like, child support is ghetto in terms of like it not being fair in terms of it getting messy getting ugly and assuming you're getting a divorce it's probably not amicable it could be but it probably isn't and it's just like that's not the time I want to figure out who's paying for Johnny's daycare you know what I mean and then that person might switch up on you and be like well they need to get out of primrose and go to kids our kids and then you're like whoa 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 right so it's just like for me it's like the protection is bare minimum for me not kids our kids so, <laughs> not not the kids our kids so for me uh 
you guys have pretty much already covered it. If we're talking marriage, we're talking prenup. And if you see pictures of me at my wedding, no, we got a prenup. Okay. Um, so I think one of the things Tina basically already went over is like divorces get very messy. And so just for my sanity, I would want to know going in, if we get to a point where we're divorcing, we already know what's going on. We can make this quick. And it also like cuts way down on the cost of the lawyer and all that back and forth fighting because you already know what's happening but prior to the marriage I think that there's a lot of financials that some people just don't necessarily talk about and there's a lot of like what would you do if we had to file for bankruptcy what would you do if I I don't know, had to go to jail for a year. You can put all that in a prenup. So let's talk about it. Let's get it done. If you go to jail, I'm out. And you knew that. Had Teresa Judice had a prenup, you feel me? How would their life be looking right now? And Ashley did have a prenup for Potomac Housewives. She sure did. (laughs) She got her prenup. Slight segue, but still on the same topic. Spousal. Oh, sorry, Lindsay. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know. Go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, you know, because it was like the conversation already started. I thought we were asking people's opinions. But um, I guess my opinion would be to get a prenup um, just because of basically what everybody else has said. When emotions are tied into things and things are ending, people become different people. Um, and I love how Tiani said, do you want to follow the state's rules versus your own rules? Because the state, those laws they created were when men were the sole provider for families as well. So now a man, it can be a woman being the sole provider and everything I worked hard for is now getting split. I got to pay for you for the rest of your life. And to me, sometimes just give me what I came in with. And and we'd be good. You enjoy. I still I may still love you from afar, but no. And mm-hmm. also I just think about Mary J. Blige. Like when she got divorced, mm-hmm. everything she worked hard for, she had to split 50-50 with the man, and he wasn't even there from the beginning. So it just be it's just when you think about things like that. And I know I guess when you have kids and stuff, other things become involved. So you may want to talk about the future when you do your prenup. But just make sure you're protecting yourself. Even though we both love each other, things just get really ugly when shit hit the fan. So, and you don't know when shit gonna hit the fan. Yeah, that's another thing because I've seen some things and it's early on in in marriage, and I'm like, dang, I thought but we were all in our honeymoon stages together. But but and people don't realize because illness is a thing. Like, how ill are you willing to like put up with your you know what I'm saying? Like, how ill are you willing to let your spouse get? Are you changing diapers? Are you paying for changing diapers? Like, how like these are conversations we have with healthy. I have a friend who is currently going through a divorce, and part of her spouse's argument for why he shouldn't have to pay what she was asking him to pay was because she moved back home with her parents. And so she doesn't have bills to pay, but he does. Mm -hmm. Even though she is taking care of their special needs child who is in and out of the hospital multiple times a year. So it's the BS Mm -hmm. that you need to protect yourself from. Cause you never know, like when they first got married they never knew they would be on this path. They never knew that their child would be special needs and have to be in the hospital and have millions of dollars in hospital bills. You know what I mean? But you mad about $10,000? And she can't go to work because she's taking care of her child, right? She can't. Thank God for the pandemic, honestly, because people wasn't working from home before. But now that became leverage for her to continue to work from home. So she'll be working from home. She'll be working from the hospital wherever she needs to. You know what I mean? Because she has to keep insurance for that baby. So it's crazy and yeah, protect yourself. That's that's really the bottom line. That's scary. You know what else should be in the prenup? Who can come to the prenup hearings? Because I have heard multiple times (laughs) where people bring their new partner to the litigation. (laughs) J-Lo was at A-Rod's thing. 
Mm-hmm. And baby is giving cat fight in the courtroom. Okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, so like like at the divorce proceedings when we're reading the prenup, you got your new boo issue? You can do oh. that. There's no law saying you can't. Mm-hmm. Ew, <laughs> tomato, tomato. <laughs> oh, <that laughs> How you gonna have the reason we getting divorced in the room? Because I'm petty and I don't care. Like, I, it's over. I, the people, like Lindsay said, people will switch up on you. Yeah. Whether it's about you money or not. That's cold, And it be people you know for like 20, 30 years. You be like, damn, this is my ride. Nah, nigga. Nah. <laughs> Thought I knew you. Damn. Yeah. I think it's too, especially as women and as Black women, like there's a lot of things that we've had to work a lot harder at to get to where we are. So when you said like Mary J. Blige, like, you know, she, first of all, just listen to her songs to hear like all the shit that she's been through. My life, my life. My life. <laughs> like <laughs> all that shit that she's been through and you gonna put her through the ringer again. Yeah. Like, and that's And that's why you need a prenup, right? Because sometimes you hear divorces go on for so long. By the time you get to abortion, you're ready to move on, right? I don't yeah. want this negative energy around me for a year and a yeah. half. I'm still, and I'm trying to move on, trying to battle you for what I work hard for. Yeah. Another so thing. Not, mm-hmm. so oh, um, so another thing that I think about is I think I'm the only old, I'm the only only child on here. And so when my parents pass, I'm gonna get everything. And it's like, if you think that you're going to get a dime of my parents' hard work or hard-earned money, that's a, you're nuts. Is that? <laughs> you're nuts. Tell you something. Losing a parent and having to deal with that, like from a financial standpoint of splitting shit, you want to talk about people getting funny in divorce, people get funny in death. Um, and I'm not an only child, but I'm my fa- I was my father's only child. So I had the privilege of not having to deal with anyone when it came to that. But like when I've seen grandparents pass and like the splitting of that, oh, people get real, real funny. And yeah. so it's the same thing. All of these are legal things that have to be dealt with. Anytime a lawyer is involved in the end of something, you need to be protected at the beginning, which is why you need life insurance. Because when death comes, it becomes a legal matter. So you need to be protected at the beginning. A living will. You need to be protected at the beginning because when divorce comes, it's lawyer's time. And people get real mm-hmm. funny when lawyers get called mm. real people act real real funny, real mm-hmm. funny. So. Mm. Not even <laughs> i was about to kick us with uh speaking like mary j and then thinking of like kelly clarkston type situation now i'm not in these households so i don't know like all the ins and outs but spousal support for an able-bodied human that can work themselves like when I don't know why I, I just cringe whenever I hear like I need to uphold this lifestyle you know what I mean or just if you also because wasn't her husband like a manager or something for musicians so like if you have a equal, even if it's lesser, it's still higher than what the average person is making. But you still ask for like $200,000 a month. So I have a question to that. Do you mm-hmm. think the, the statement that you're making slash question that you're making, do you think it changes if children are involved? I It may change. It depends on who's taking care of those kids because if you have the kids full-time the spouse has the kids just like part-time they're not even handling school and all that then no I don't think it should be that high but I think part of the argument is I, I think so I disagree too but it's because it's like okay you make say five million a year right mm-hmm. well keep it meager. you make five million a year and I make 200,000 a year. Those are completely different lifestyles that we're living, mm-hmm. right? And so when it comes down to it and we're getting a divorce and now our children even though okay, say you have the majority, it's 70/30 with the kids, 
right? And the time that they're spending with me, the things that they're doing with me are not going to be on the same level that they're doing it with you. So now it's like, damn, I got to go to my daddy house and he, this nigga broke. Okay. Like even though $200,000 a year is not broke, but in comparison to 5 million a year, yes, it is. And so for me to have to downgrade my life that we've been living together, say 15 years, we've been together 15 years, we got two kids and now we're splitting. That's a whole lifestyle change, not only for me, but for our kids. So I think if the roles were reversed and it was the male making the majority of the money, I think a lot of popular opinion would be that he needs to pay or it's okay for him to pay. But when the roles are reversed, it's like, I'm a woman and I worked hard for this money and I got to keep it. I mean, yeah, no. So I just feel like it depended on who's the primary caretaker. But it didn't. So for many, 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 many years, it was the man as the primary caretaker. And then at that point, no. I mean, caretaker of the kids, not the home. Where the the kids have majority custody, you know, the. Who has majority custody over the children? Yeah, right. But just like she said, when they visit dad, like this is goofy, but I think about Rick and Morty when they went to go visit the dad, when their parents were going through divorce. No, seriously. And he lived in this terrible apartment and they literally would not go over there because it was just so bad. He had like a mattress on the floor. Like I get, I get what you're saying, but you can't ask children to go from living in a regular house to go and visit dad on the weekend and all he had was a mattress on the floor. Like you can't, like that's not even conducive for them. Yeah. Well, if I don't think it's ever so, I hope that you're not having kids with somebody who lives such a drastic lifestyle as you to being a mattress on the floor. But I do the so what I'm hearing is I do think as the parent, say I am the one who has the money, right? Mm-hmm. And we get divorced. Now we're separated. I we will if we're uh what what. If we're parents who talk and discuss about our kids, then of course I'm not going to let you be on the side and all you can get them is McDonald's. Like, I feel like you should, just because you live a certain lifestyle doesn't mean your kids have to view things differently or be somewhere. I didn't grow up in a $5 million household, but I know for right now, when my if my parents would have got divorced, my daddy would have had a different lifestyle than what my mom was providing, but does that mean he's less of a parent? No, no, but I'm using that drastic of an example because of the Kelly Clarkson and Mary J. Blige situation, right? Like they are making millions yearly, and you right? Up a and stay as the spouse. I'm not working. What about Mary J. Blige? Right, that goes back to our equally yoked conversation. Like, are you dating? I have one thing to say on this topic before we leave it. Mm-hmm. We'll mesh them together after I finish mine, Claire. <laughs> You ain't that so with the Mary J. Blige situation where there's no children involved, do you still feel like he was asking for spousal support for his kids that wasn't even her? <laughs> yeah. How long are they together though? Not long enough, but his kids are not short, small children. They're not, they're grown as hell. Oh, oh not them being grown. They kill. She was in a fight. She be fighting her boyfriend. When you get married, you take on everything that the other person had. Like that's what right. got to be more careful out here in these streets. Well, that's, you get, that's why I'm asking. Because if she promised, if there was like somewhere that she promised, oh, pay like verbal or written, then that's like she might right? have had to just pay it. You can have but, all these. So she's at the be careful what y'all say when y'all trying to get these men and women. When y'all having pillow talk. I if you text it, you know, it's all there. <laughs> but a prenup is not always negative. It can still be things that you're settling on. Like, if we get divorced, I will give you that, that, that. You know what I'm saying? It's not a negative thing and people always put it as being negative. So if we get married and I love you and I still want to support you and I know you've been... So before the marriage, I feel like you can have a more logical conversation versus after the marriage, right? And so before we could talk about the what ifs, we could talk about things that most people don't discuss, as Paige just said, before they get married. Mm-hmm. So just one last comment on the spousal support, like bringing it back down to like a normal people income. 
it's very difficult to make 100K, 200K, 300K without putting in a lot of working hours, right? So it's like, you're probably going to work more hours even just to break six figures. And when you're in that partnership, this goes back to what does equally yoked mean? It's like your partner is going to support you through that journey of making more money, right? So it's like, um, for me recently with a new job, John does almost all of the after school stuff, right? And it's like, he's working less hours because I work more hours and, you know, just continuing to use myself as an example, not that I would be happy about if I had to pay spousal support, but I could see the argument of that supporting spouse of being like, well, I've made sacrifices in my career to support you and enable you to make this income. And I need to be paid back for that because now you know, I'm at 75% of your income and it's going to take me more time to to match your income because of the sacrifices I made. So like going back to just like regular people and again, like just focusing on, you know, maybe one spouse makes a hundred thousand, maybe one spouse makes 50,000. Like that's a big difference for like us, right? Like for us, that's a big difference. That's double someone's salary. And yeah, I think that supporting spouse should be supported for the sacrifices they make. <laughs> Lindsay says no. No, because they don't know you, know you sacrifice, I was still doing X, Y, and Z so that you could sacrifice. That's just how I feel. It's the situation. All right. So, but with the prenup thing, it sounds like we're in agreement on just one, having those discussions to protect yourself. My grandma said you should have a prenup even if the only thing you own is a cotton ball. Because you don't know. <laughs> she's don't say you're drunk. She's right. Because it's your cotton ball. Because you don't know what's going to happen even a year from now. You don't know what you're going to have like five years from now. I would hope that, you know, you know, things are all lovey-dovey in the beginning. I would hope that we have those discussions that we realize that what I worked on is under me, what you work on is under you, but sometimes you need that legal help, that legal document to make sure that it's in place. So not that I have one, but I would see, I could see the importance of having one. Yeah. So um, we're going to take a quick segue into sipping and eating, <laughs> and then uh, we're going to get to these arguments. So, Alex, our uh, resident curated bartender. Okay, so before we jump into the debate, we're going to bless you guys with a curated cocktail so that you can enjoy this debate with some good libations. So today's drink, we're doing a raspberry margarita. So you're going to take four to five fresh raspberries or blueberries or blackberries, whatever berry you may have. Um, Fresh is preferred, but it's not required. then we're gonna do, you're gonna take the raspberries, take about a half ounce of simple syrup, or if you're feeling a little spicy, some agave, and put that in a glass. You're gonna muddle your berries um, or just take a spoon and smash them, smash them around. Then you're gonna add in an ounce and a half of tequila, three quarter ounces of triple sack or Cointreau, and an ounce of lime juice. You're gonna add in some fresh ice, shake, 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 shake it up. And then you're gonna strain over fresh ice um, double strain if you're like me and you don't like all those fruit bits in there um, and garnish with fresh fruit and lime juice I mean in a lot and a lime slice I'm um, gonna enjoy your cocktail and remember to always sip with soul with the crafted soul yeah and we can follow her the link will be on the bottom of the screen <laughs> all right and so while you're sipping, um, just a little appetizer, um, just a little appetizer uh, for either you and a friend alone or you on your couch watching Netflix or you getting ready for a dinner party. Um, the spinach and artichoke bread. So I originally found a recipe on Pinterest, but again, um, as I stated, 
in a text, you go with your, you go with your heart, you know, you go with uh, what the ancestors are telling you as Tina said, <laughs> um, and you can add and subtract as you feel. But for spinach artichoke bread, um, I like to go to Publix because they bake their bread fresh in the morning and get a sourdough roll, either a sourdough loaf, not cut, I mean, not sliced, and then, or a sourdough bowl if it's just for like a couple people. Um, you bring that back, uh, get some butter, some fresh garlic, some fresh spinach. The artichoke hearts, they're normally like in a jar, um, marinated already. And then um, some mozzarella cheese and then salt and pepper. So you heat up the butter, I say about maybe two or three tablespoons, um, depending on the size of the loaf. Mince up some garlic, put that, heat that with the butter, um, add in the artichoke hearts, um, dice up the artichoke hearts, just a rough chop, actually. Uh, put those in there with the butter and garlic, then add in the fresh spinach. Then with the sourdough loaf, sourdough loaf, you're cutting basically in cubes. So you want to go down one way, just making slices, not cutting all the way through, leaving the bottom intact. And then you flip it and cut the opposite, creating little cubes. And then you stuff some mozzarella down in the um, cut parts. Put your spinach artichoke um, mixture, garlic butter mixture on top, making sure to get in all the crevices. Put more cheese on top. Then you wrap the bottom in um, some foil so that the bottom of the bread doesn't burn. Um, put it in the oven on a, the, a setting that I will <laughs> say later. I believe it's just like 400, 425, something like that. Either four or 450. But basically, so everything's already cooked. You're just trying to melt the cheese and toast the top of the bread. And then voila. <laughs> All right. Hey, cheese. So now that we have a little uh, sip and eat break. Sounds yeah. delicious. I can't wait to bake in my kitchen. There you go. So we're going to start this debate. Staying on the topic of marriage. Today we are going to discuss marriage. Are we doing for practical reasons still? Are we doing for passion, for the love, you know? Giving us the practical side of the debate, Paige. Giving us the passion, the love, Lindsay. Paige? Oh, okay. Take it away. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so since the time we've grown up, marriage has constantly been marketed to us as the joining of two people in love, happily ever after. But let's sit down and actually dissect what marriage is and what it brings to you. So um, if you just want to be together with somebody and just be in love, you can just do that, right? There's no need to go down to the courthouse. There's no need to plan an expensive wedding if you just want to do things and be in love for the rest of your life. Uh, so I've broken down some of the differences between what you can and cannot do in, um, in love versus in marriage and why practicality is the only reason that we as people get married. Uh, so the first thing is living together. Very simple to do. So under marriage, you're actually considered the next of kin. So if someone something were to happen and property were for whatever reason under one person's name, it's automatically transferred to the surviving spouse uh, without the need to pay additional taxes rather than it remaining in an estate. Combining finances, also something you can stupidly do without being married. Uh, please be married if you're gonna do this guys. So um, when you're actually married, you get tax breaks, you can share in health benefits, 
And you can also access social security. So we already talked about people who decide to have one spouse work at home. You're not necessarily working towards retirement in that situation, but when you're married, you do, do get to pull the benefits, the retirement benefits of your spouse. Um, so you are also eligible for survivor's benefits. So at my job, I automatically have life insurance that I did not need to apply for. So right now, if I were just living with my boyfriend and I died and my income was used to make up whatever amount of living expenses we needed, he gets nothing and that would suck, right? So being married helps in that regard. Finally, no, not finally, you can also make babies if you're in love. Anybody, anywhere, don't need to be married, just pop them out, right? Now, this is a very state-dependent one because maybe you guys do or do not know this, but if I am an unwed mother, I gain all the rights to my child unless I have the sense to give some to the dad. I mean, what does that mean exactly? The dad knows he's the father of my child. He uh, is willing to be a participant in the child's life, but ultimately I have whatever say and whatever goes on in this child's life. So if you wanna talk about vaccines, if you wanna talk about schools, if you wanna talk about uh, financial allocation to this child, being married is useful in that sense. Finally, if someone were to break up or move on, if that happens, you just break up, you move on. We've already talked about divorce. We already talked about the protections that are automatically there. Um, and let's say you don't have a prenup. The state will provide whatever you need to maintain whatever level of living that you had while you were married. So um, I don't know, basically just getting married only for love sounds nice. But we all know marriage is about practicality and the benefits that come along with it. All right, all right. So in true page fashion, we get our, our list because you don't want to leave uh, any point untouched. Mm -hmm. <laughs> all right, Lindsay, what do you have to say in return? <laughs> okay. <laughs> in return... I have to say that passion is what's going to save when you cannot decide or have disagreements on the practical things you thought were going to happen in your marriage. So I looked up the word passion and it just was not love. There were other synonyms of passion, good side and bad side, which we know all together, you're going to see both when you're married, right? You're going to have disagreements. You're gonna have agreements. Um, I also looked up a little research myself, um, and it stated that the first time you marry, you marry for love. And this was a very high percentage. I did not write the numbers down, but I love the quote. It said the second time you marry for money, and the third, you marry for companionship. I don't know how many marriages you all, listeners, my panelists, I don't know how many marriages you plan to have, but if you're married and you're listening to me, you married for love. I don't care what you say. Um, also, it said that today, right? Today, things have changed, which we also talked about when we talked about prenup. So it wasn't just, okay, I'm marrying so that I can have kids, which are other um, debaters said that you don't have to be married to have kids. You don't have to be married, but you do need to think about those expenses that you're going to be paying, right? And so... Sounds like Marley agrees. <laughs> but you do need to have a talk about expenses. Y'all talked about private school versus public school. So when we have these conversations, it's not just about being married with children. It's about, can we have a disagreement about what we both want for our children, okay? And there was a survey that was done and most people 
we're most of us are 30. Once again, we don't know how old Paige is. It's a mystery. But anybody 30 and over, when they did the survey, the number one answer for why they would decide to be married or why they were currently married was proof of love and commitment. And normally that's what marriage is. Yes, you do receive the benefits, the financial benefits. Um, you receive like patient health insurance. So you're receiving all of that because you have a legal agreement. But outside of that, when we're married, it's an, an announcement to society. It's an announcement about our love and how we are willing. We're going to be working together. We hope for a very long time. This is not no one and done deal. We got two years and we wrapping it up. The second reason why people get married is cultural, moral, or religious reasons. It's not based off of, again, money. And the third one, the third reason, it was because it was the next logical step for where we were in our relationship. So no longer is it, this is practical for me to move through society. This is something that I really want to be committed to. And just speaking from experience, because I definitely hold my own, I will be marrying for love. Because if I don't agree with you, I don't need the money, okay? And I, say, and I say finance because that is a big part of discussions when you do get married. And also, they said that most people don't even discuss that until either after they're married or once things are um, becoming really serious in the relationship, which means you're about to be proposed to. Um, what was something else? I'm sorry, y'all. It was a lot of stuff. But I'm going to end with this, maybe. Oh, no, no, no. I got to teach y'all something. I got to teach y'all something because I learned it when I was doing my research. You do not have to be officially married. Please read the fine print of your state, okay? Because common law marriage people do receive the same benefits as legally married people. Once again, read the fine print. I just found out that Georgia stopped that. If you had common law before 97, I mean, if you had it after 97, they do not recognize it. South Carolina stopped recognizing it in 2019. So if you were not with anybody before then, I don't know what to tell you, but if you were a common law marriage, you received the same benefits as somebody who was married legally. But once again, read your fine print. And I'm going to end my argument with this. Marrying for love is the only good reason to marry. The beauty is most of us have freedom to do that. And if we're lucky enough, we will get to exercise that right. Because when life gets tough and it always does, it's the love that will sustain you, not the cash. And I say cash once again, because that was when you saw why people marry for practical reason, it was financial. And if marrying for money is still on your to-do list, you know what they say, you'll earn every cent. That's the end. Okay, Lindsay. Now, Paige and Lindsay, I'll open the floor back up for y'all as rebuttal. But Paige, Lindsay is saying, I see what you I see what you're saying and everything, but love is the foundation. So what do you have to say about that? Of course, love is the foundation. We're not we're not getting married for shits and giggles here. Okay. I, I want to have that je ne sais quoi between me and my spouse. I want to look into your eyes and melt. But I also want you to add me to your health insurance, okay? <laughs> I also want to make sure that if you leave my ass, you pay him. I want to make sure that you add my name to the deed of this home. I love you though. I love you, baby, okay? <laughs> <laughs> now there's a few things that I'd like to address, Lindsay. <laughs> Why must practicality equal money? Does it? Yes, there are a lot of financial benefits here. But can we say that 
knowing that you can remain in your family home that you had with the person that you love, but did not necessarily marry is about money or is it about maintaining that lifestyle and maintaining comfortability for your family? We mustn't look at practicality as money. Also, I'm pretty sure the way I understood common law marriage, it's like not recognized until something goes down. And maybe we need to clarify this, but the way that I read it was that I could be living with somebody for 15 years, all of a sudden he passes away, and then now I have to go through all these steps to prove that we were in a relationship for 15 years. And I have to do that just to be able to get the benefits of a widow. But it's not like we're living together, we're living together. Also, I lost my job. Now I need to be added to this health insurance. But we've been living together for 15 years. I mean, I guess you could still do the same thing, but it I don't know. The common law marriage thing is weird. So why go through all that when you could just simply get married? I don't know. That's also not our argument, but. Thank you. Don't throw anything in there. That's not. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, we talk about, you know, just wanting to be in love and making an announcement of marriage. The gay community has been announcing their love for each other for years. You don't need a marriage to prove that you love someone. The reason why the gay community has pushed so hard and so long for marriage is because of these practical reasons that we're talking about and the benefits that come along with marriage. Because, like, again, a wedding ring, a piece of paper, the way some people like to put it, what is that proving? nothing. It's just proving that I'm owed certain rights that come along with the status of marriage. I'll leave it at that. And so even though they want those benefits, the purpose is I'm proving that our love matters, correct? It's not just I'm proving that, oh, now I have financial benefits. You wouldn't like, so for the argument that I'm having, it's stating why people, I thought the question was, why do people get married either for practicality or for love, which would be passion. So if we're getting married for money, the statistics already state that that doesn't last anyway, or for practicality reasons. Just, it said the number one reason most people get married is for love. I'm sorry, y'all. Okay. And it also said that when most people are married for practical reasons, they normally end up settling. So when you, um, and you're not truly in love with the person, um, little hope, and it, you normally settle because there's little hope in selling because after 30, you think it's the end all be all and you'll never find the one for you. Um, and we end up compromising our emotions because we are so tied to the benefits of being married. Um, and like I said, also it said that that practicality reason has gone downhill since a long time ago. Like most people are getting married, especially if you're getting married after 30, it's not for practicality reasons. It's because I honestly and truly love you. I am successful by myself. Do I need a partner to have a child? No. Do I need a partner to move upward in society and be the best that I can be? No. So when I give you the the permission to come into my space and us build something, it's because I truly love you and I value you, which once again, I'm going to say you truly need that when shit hits the fan. All that practical stuff that is ups and downs, it's roller coaster. And so what's going to save you when you say, OK, I'm married. I got the benefits. Are you OK? Now you're on my health insurance. Am I still going to be with you when you are in the hospital for over a year? Because something has hit the fan. Do you know I'm going to have your back? When we lose our house, now we save to get a house because practical. Four people, people have a four family, four family member household has a family. When she hits the fan, somebody loses their job. Am I still going to be there or am I out the door? So I just feel like the foundation for any marriage when you finally de- decide to get married is love. Yes, the other things fall into place because we have to have those conversations. But love always wins. 
Can I say one more thing? I'm gonna let yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say both of y'all. Uh, last argument, closing argument, please. Closing statement. Um, so you had mentioned in your opening statement about people getting married for religious or cultural reasons, and to me that just falls into practicality again because. Did everybody watch Indian Matchmaker? Great show, right? But we have full cultures of people who get married every day and are not in love. So it's like, what is the point of this, right? Well, practically speaking, you're following along with your cultural norm or your, um, how do I say this? You're following the will of whatever higher power you serve. So, by doing that, you're getting married, knowing that down the line, the love will come. But until the love comes, you're doing this for the practical reasons uh, that come along with marriage. So whether it be because your duty and your religion is to bear children, but you shouldn't be doing that outside of marriage, so you get married first, or whatever reason, other reason for other religions. But um, I just want to leave that little nugget. Mm. Well, the nugget that I'm going to leave is by a philosopher named Bobby Caldwell. What you won't do, you'll do for love. You tried everything, but you uh, don't give up. So, again, <laughs> right now, the world is not even practical. So make sure you marry in for somebody that you can see yourself with 20, 30, 40, 50 years, no matter whether they lose their job, they lose their house. If she hit the fan, I'm going to be there to blow you off. That's it. <laughs> Bobby Caldwell. <laughs> Not blow you off. She said what she meant. She said what she meant. Final statements from both of you. <laughs> that can, blow can be used in different, <laughs> many different times. Uh, I'm thinking an episode. Why? <laughs> While we let Lindsay and Paige reflect and before they tell us how they really feel let's take a quick vote do everybody need a second or are we good to go good to go <laughs> I'm gonna start backwards so um Tiani uh I do appreciate both of these amazing arguments I am going to have to give my vote to Lindsay to Lindsay. Mm-hmm. All right. Lindsay won. <laughs> Tina. Okay. I would like to also say that really good argument from both people. So good. But I usually try to make my decisions on when somebody says something that just hits me and I'm like, mm, and that would be Paige for me. Okay. Alex. I'm going to go with Bobby Caldwell. and you can't beat bobby caldwell and alana so i definitely thought i knew who like you know how you kind of make up your mind in the beginning based on the topic right but i came in with an open mind and it actually surprised me because baby baby i did not think i was going to be voting for love but here i am Oh, we'll do. do for love. <laughs> so, Lindsay, Come oh, what, in you what do Lindsay. I agree? First, first winner. Finally! Oh my god, <laughs> mommy, <laughs> mommy, I made it of the you first know. episode of this season. <laughs> first win. Is this your first win ever? No, because she oh, I was saying first win of this season, like first win, first episode. Well, Tiani is talking about Lindsay's reaction. That's <laughs> <laughs> your first win. <laughs> She's also finally. Y'all had me though. I was like, please don't make me the tiebreaker because <laughs> I started to just because. But I was I didn't want to like sway my vote just because. I was gonna put it on you, Christy though. Every time, it's always up to me. (laughs) Every time I host. 
right, that was really good though. Y'all, y'all both had me. First, Lynn, uh, Paige was going through her arguments. So I was like, okay, Paige. Lindsay go through hers. It was those last few statements that really, I think, closed yeah. it out. Yeah. So um, I'll go backwards again. Lindsay, your real feelings, love, practical or not? So Paige, I also don't know if you felt this way, but the more I read and stuff, of course, it's saying you really need both. That's what it ended up eventually saying. Like, you need both to have a successful marriage, right? Um, but I, in the stage that I'm in right now, practicality, like, I, you can have everything mapped out for what you think is supposed to happen or what you think is supposed to go. But just right now, I'm definitely probably marrying for love, companionship, for just somebody that I know I can depend on besides writing my mom down as an emergency contact. You know, just shit like that. Um, that's that would be that would be what I would be going for. But it after I was so confused, y'all doing all that damn that reading all these articles because it, it would always bring up all the things Paige highlighted and pointed out, but at the end it was always love. And so it was just it was tough. Okay, sorry. Paige. Um, so when we were assigned these, I was like in my mind, I'm like, well, obviously you get married for love, right? So then I'm doing my research and I'm like, I love a little bit, practicality, a lot of it, right? But then when Lindsay was talking about when you're going through the tough times in your marriage, the love is what will bring you guys together or like hold you guys together. And I'm like, that's so true because you can, I mean, you can have goals in mind with somebody and you can be committed to the goals, but at the same time, you can resent them for the next 50 years. So um, I guess Lindsay bought me that ground to love. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that was the part that that won me. If and Lindsay, if you had skipped over that, I, my vote would have went to Paige. But that's a fact. Like for better or worse, yo, as in the hospital in a coma you ain't got no income coming in or nothing like that what am I here for you know what I mean like practicality only gets you so far except in in real life in real life that shit is both of them are in there like you can't just make your decision based on one or the other obviously but and and just I know if y'all didn't hear I'm not married I'm not dating on single (laughs) (laughs) with that I'm opening it up so we can continue, open it up for discussion with the rest of the floor. I really agree with Lindsay, like everything, all the points that you made. It was just Paige saying, but put me on the deed though. That's what really locked me in. As soon as she said that, I was like, oh, she got my vote. But I agree with everything Lindsay's saying. And for me, it's just like the practicality gets you through life's plan. Mm-hmm. But the love gets you through the unplanned because it's like you don't know how life is gonna test you, and you just need that partner by your side to get through those trying moments, right? Like health insurance is cool, but if I actually need you to wipe my butt, you right. gotta love me enough to do it, right? Yeah. Like practicality is the cherry on top. The little benefits that, like, if you go into it just like, I love this person, let's sign the paper. Then you're like, oh, we get that? No, like, the tax I, benefits, the, uh, yeah. Go ahead. I, uh, Lindsay brought up one thing, I'm pretty sure it was Lindsay, and it was common law marriage. I encourage everyone, please look up the common law marriage in your state before you get yeah. caught is slipping do you understand mm-hmm. texas has no time limit okay if y'all could have been together a week if y'all tell people y'all are married you are married do you understand me like don't do it to your i'm looking at it right now don't do it to yourself do not get caught out here slipping i do have family members and friends that have um that are technically uh, common law married and didn't realize it until like you say, things hit the fan and they realize I can give this spouse this support. 
because of X, Y, and Z, because we have, because they received mail at my house for over two years like this. Please, please, please protect yourself at all times. Go look at the common law uh, marriage uh, laws in your um, state. Very, very important. That's why I've always been anti-cohabitation because it is so dangerous the way somebody can get you if you break up and you guys have no like written agreement about what your relationship was or is or the end of it. Mm-hmm. We'll say common law, I looked it up too, is actually not recognized in the majority of states in the United States. It's a, it's recognized in like six states. Well, you have to look at the deadline too. Cause so a lot no, of them- no, It they, was a map that shows, so Georgia shows as one that stopped recognizing it after certain right. days. Like North Carolina doesn't recognize it at all. No, right. But what I'm saying is, cause a lot of people don't do it anymore. Look at the date they put on yeah, their law. No. Yeah, no, North Carolina is a not at all. Oh, okay. Not at all. They don't care. Apparently, Texas we'll very Being a person that got married when she was unemployed, it did help being on that health insurance. <laughs> <laughs> That's all like cherries, cherry on top. Like, right. Oh, you can add me to your health insurance. Like, right. Go on and do that today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's, uh, and if one of y'all is unemployed, filing taxes together, get a little pretty penny at the end. So buying houses, cars, people <laughs> just loan you more. Hey, Alex, I'm curious, is New Jersey on that list? Because depending on what her answer is, I may or may not have an anecdote for this, but I need to know if. New Jersey is on the list. Lizzie, you have recognized it. They do not recognize it? Mm, Interesting. We don't get the... Do you see when they stop, if they ever had it? So the map shows either the state allows it, possibly allows it, allowed it before a certain date, or it's just... Oh, okay. Okay. So the states that the states that allow it are Texas, Kansas, Colorado, Utah, Iowa, South Carolina, New Hampshire, and I think this is Montana. So New Jersey never allowed it. No, um, so Georgia, Florida, Alabama, Pennsylvania, Ohio, and Indiana allowed it before a certain date. Yeah, South Carolina too. I wonder what you're looking at. South Carolina allows it. Oh, no, oh, not what I read. It said it stopped in twenty. Okay, maybe this isn't updated. Jersey, Jersey um, was only common law marriages prior to 1939. Damn. So that's why they don't show up because are they even still alive? Oh, you know what? You know what I was confusing it with? Domestic partnership. Oh, that's Okay, you can apply for domestic partnership because I had a friend who was going to get married later and they applied for domestic partnership to get the other person on insurance. Mm. Get all the marriage benefits? So what is that? Life? Yeah, but normally, so like in the state of Pennsylvania or I, let me say the city of Philadelphia because I was reading stuff, um, they will only give that to same-sex couples. Mm. Domestic marriage? Or domestic partnership. partnership. Oh. So, so with that, you can still do the health benefit thing and um, like deed transferring and asset transferring. And I think the difference between common law and domestic partnership is like domestic partnership you have to apply for but versus common law is like you're inherently. It just happens. Yeah. That's why I was saying it's not really a thing until you, something happens and then you have to like fight for it because I think do you guys remember when Cassie left Diddy one of the many times and she uh-huh. had spousal support? Oh so she no. could have she could have well I don't know how wherever they lived was but she could have used the common law thing. Mm-hmm. Smart. Thanks. And it was this is just the this is just um a TED talk moment, a ghetto TED talk moment. Not a ghetto one. But it said that men who are married live longer lives than men who are single or don't have a committed relationship. 
I read that. Okay. Okay. But you know what? This goes back to our original conversation about somebody said, well, why would you marry somebody who would live with an apartment with just a mattress? And it's like, because these men... They don't know how to shop. Need a wife to get it into them together. And that's not even a function of how much money they have. That's just how lazy they be. Ooh. Common sense. And he said, they they live longer because they have somebody to remind them of when to go to the doctor and it's a doctor's appointment. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That goes back to, I think, our discussion on how, did we have a discussion? I don't remember, but that goes back to how we raise men and women, uh, boys and girls differently mm-hmm. to me. Cause there are, granted there are some, like we do think differently or whatever makeup um, of the brain or genetic makeup, whatever is different. Like I know, <clears throat> but like, I think that the way that we were raised is also different. And the way we were raised to pay attention to certain things more than um, boys or men were, uh, I think that has to play a part too. All I know is I'm glad I asked y'all to clarify the question because I called my last sister and I told her we were doing a podcast and I said, you want to hear my opening statement? So I started with this because I was focused on <laughs> and I was like, if you are marrying for money, Go ahead and assume that divorce is in your future. Wow. She was like, she was like no, Lindsay. <laughs> but that's what Google said. I didn't say that. It was a news blogger because it was saying that if you're marrying for money in particular, like you want to come up or you just trying to do something, like that's not going to last. Well, yeah, I think if you're marrying for money only, then yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, see, uh, I don't a, agree with that. It depends on how much. I don't agree with that because if you're if if you're marrying for money, the assumption is that you're doing something to keep that marriage going, right? Unless your name is Ashley and you have just won the lottery ticket of your life, Ashley from Potomac Housewives, and that could oh. be the perfect <laughs> example of how you. And I'm presuming I don't know her heart. But I'm presuming it was from money. <laughs> I don't know her heart. I'm presuming because after that prenup time period lapsed. Uh, I guess that's true. Well, they... I just really can't wait till the new season. That's all. <laughs> all right, Joe. So I do want to say, Lindsay mentioned uh, opening statements and stuff. And I do want to say, uh, <laughs> really had me feeling like I was in a courtroom the way I was giving these closing arguments. But uh, great job, Paige, Lindsay, and welcome back, everybody. Hope y'all enjoyed. This has been episode, first episode, third season. It's a debate podcast. And we'll play Bobby Caldwell on the outro. What you you gonna do? (laughs) Do Do everything. If you're on YouTube, just imagine you're here. Guess you wonder where I've been I search to find the love within 